Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. This episode features one of the three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it is broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival. The 8th annual New York City premiere will be October 2023, along with the 5th annual New York Cat Film Festival before traveling the country, supporting local animal welfare groups. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at TracyHotchnerPets.com. I would not be able to bring you this show without the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their kitties. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. This show would not be possible without the longtime support from Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food. Other pet food companies may have copied them over time, but Waruva remains privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards, not investors who focus on profits. I am so happy to meet another Mission Meow grant recipient. The winner was Love Your Feral Felines in the San Diego area of California, and Tammy Kaler is here to tell us how she got that grant. Tammy, welcome to the show, and congratulations on being a winner. I mean, it's a, it is really w- winner, winner, chicken dinner, isn't it? It, it? You know, it feels like it. It feels like it. Thank you so much for having me here and for your support of Mission Meow and what the wonderful things Mission Meow does. Um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful organization, and the grants you guys are giving out are, are super generous, and we're just thrilled. Well, that's wonderful. That enthusiasm is wonderful for people to hear because I just need to say again that as a very small company myself that's a Mission Meow partner, which sort of pledges our support as best we can throughout the year, everybody else's small or large donations go into a general pot. And then Sally Williams of Mission Meow listens and looks around at all the cat people doing good works and someone like Tammy has to write a grant proposal, and it can't be for everyday operational things like we would like more litter, or the cats are hungry, or they need a vaccination, or even they need spay-neuter, because the, the burden and challenge on every cat organization is that all those things never stop being needed. But you need to ask for something super special to get a Mission Meow grant, and, and it, it has a larger dollar amount than the nice donations that people give all the time. So how did you get to be the person asking? How did you get to be the person holding your hand out for the peanut? 
<laughs> nice. Um, I started volunteering for Love Your Frail Felines or Life, as we refer to it, um, a couple of years ago. And I'm a writer by profession. So I write all kinds of things. I'll write anything anyone needs written, you know, fictional, um, nonfiction, tech content, whatever Good it might be. Good for you. And, well, thank you. And I started uh, writing various pieces for the organization, um, some cat bios, um, sort of, you know, creative slightly fictionalized cat bios about, you know, being cats being giving up the rock star lifestyle to take a family home. And, um, and then, then, you know, some website content and other things that needed writing. And um, then I said, you know, Hey, what's the, what's all this grant stuff about? I can write grant applications. I'm sure I can do it. Um, And uh, I ran across you guys uh, because of one of the other partners, um, uh, Valana Cote, who does a wonderful whisker jewelry, is the name. That's oh, the name I'll the be darned! And she had posted about Mission Beyond grant applications open, and I followed the link. Um, I've I've been I've been getting having my cat's whiskers made into jewelry for a few years now. So we're gonna you're gonna have to t- ap- after we talk, you're gonna have to turn me on to her, and I got to get her on the show too oh, because yeah. that's amazing. I didn't know there was whisker jewelry. That's very touching. Yeah. That's so cool and so cool that she's a partner in Mission Meow. Good for her. Yes. Yes. So anyway, that's how I that's how I got to be the one writing up the application and, you know, saying, please, please, sir, more. Um, But 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 before you said, please, sir, may I have some more? How did you figure out what would be your big rub the bottle and the genie will give you your wish? How did you figure how did you and everybody else at at life or love your feral felines? How did you know what that thing was? Um, we, we are sort of in a general rebuilding period. I mean, I, we, we had some discussions. I had some discussions with the director, the executive director, and, and then also the founder about, you know, what kinds of things do we need? Um, and so what we realized is we really need some kits for new foster parents. We really need to build up our, our team of foster parents and then get them equipped to be doing more things. Um, this is sort of, the need for that is sort of, you know, the the fallout from lockdown. Um, lockdown was in a, a lot of ways great for us and other rescues. You know, people adopted a lot. They fostered a lot. And then as everything opened up and people went, you know, back into offices and back on vacation and things, our numbers dwindled. Excuse my cat in the background. Meow. <laughs> Good. Let, um, get, let the cat get closer because, yeah, you know, right. we, we like to have it authentic. Exactly. Um, so we are we are, want to build up our ranks of, of foster families um, so we can take on more kittens and, and uh, medical cases and things every year. And so we decided to ask uh, Mission Meow for funds to create 30 kits for new foster parents. And I came up with the idea that our, we would do a campaign called All You Need Is Love. Oh. Um, so just to, to save kitten lives, all you need is love oh my because God. life provides the rest. Wow. Yes. You're very so, clever. That's brilliant. Oh, thank you. That's really great. So that people yeah, didn't have to worry kitchen. about having the various bits of equipment and, and supplies that, or even knowing what they might be. Right, right. So our kits include like a pop up playpen. So you don't even need a lot of space. We'll give you the little pop up, uh, a bed, blankets, a little hideaway tent, toys, a scale so you can keep weighing them daily, food and water bowls, wow. litter box and scoop. Dry food, wet food, and litter. So, you know, obviously wow. we're going to use up the, the food and the litter, and life will continue to provide that to the fosters. But we do. We provide everything fosters need 
um, aside from, you know, their the time love. and their willingness. Yeah, the love, the love. So, um, yeah, and it was, we, it's just so great. We're, we're getting some good response. We're, we've gotten the, the kits in now, all the supplies, and we're assembling them and, you know, starting the campaign and getting some people to join. And um, yeah, it's just, it's exciting. And it's, it's fun to see new fosters come in and have such a great time and, you know, be sad about saying goodbye to their first litter. I was in an adoption event on Saturday with a new foster parent, newish, and her first foster kitten was adopted from that event and she got to be there and so we oh all kind of cried goodness. with her a little bit right yes you get it gave so. me a chill because it's such a devotion to take in a tiny fragile completely dependent little kitten and nurse it yeah. like like you might even a human baby because sometimes bottles right. are involved and and right. frequency of feeding and 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 then to say go out into the world and and get love in a different place. It takes a lot of guts to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, pe- people are out there. They enjoy doing it. They're committed. Um, and it's been, it's you know, that was wonderful to see to to see that happen. Um, actually, I got to be one. I got to be. An, I was at the event, and my foster kittens were too. And that was the first time I had been there for one of mine being. Oh adopted. my goodness! What a day! So. Yeah, so it was a great day. It was a great day. Yeah. Now, did yeah. you bring kits with you, or did you not quite have them ready yet, to the adoption event so that you could hand them a kitten and a kit? Was that kind of the concept? <laughs> have a no, kit. Have a no, kitten. Right. No, we're looking for. I mean, we're looking for volunteers who will foster kittens, and the adoption event was about you know here adopt. Cats. Oh, right. Of course. Of course. So uh, yes. I mean, but there were there were some people. That actually, there was one. There was a woman. The woman who adopted the other fosters first kitten right um had adopted one of my first kittens last year so that was great because i got to talk to her about you know how this kitten i'd had that was growing up but she was also saying oh you know i i'd really like to help but i couldn't do the fostering i said look we need other things like come you know work a shift at the adoption center. yes we have cuddle cuddle hours on the weekend come be a greeter for that transport you know any way you want and she she looked real interested so you know, sometimes those do those do generate. I mean, come on, most of us who are fosters and volunteers for the organization adopted from the organization in the past. So, Correct. Yes. Um, you know that happens. <laughs> and then the house got full, and you're like, "But I still love kittens. How can I get some right. more kittens in my life?" Right. right. Well, I think you know what's what's interesting when you describe it is, okay, so you came up with this idea, very innovative idea, the the, the all you need is love kit. Mm-hmm. And then you come up with the idea of what should go in there. So all that takes a lot of people's time and energy, right, to figure it out. And that's all volunteer. That's all voluntary. And then voluntary. somebody has to go buy it and transport it back to headquarters, as it were. Yep. And then yep. it has to be assembled. And then someone has to say, well, I could keep some in my garage. I mean, there's exactly. so many moving pieces. Three kits here, yes. five kits at the adoption center for people to pick up. Yes, absolutely. It, and, you know, I, I joke about it. I feel like our organization is, is an octopus. You know, there are just tentacles everywhere going every different direction. And I'm sure I don't even know about half of them of all the different because, you know, we're, we're also it's June. We've got a lot of events we're doing. We did the adoption event the weekend before we were at the local strawberry festival. Um, in two weeks, we're going to be at Popcats, which is going to be here in San Diego. Oh, and the, the San Diego Fair, we're going to be there, and that opens tomorrow with so there's the weekend just, speaking. So there's just yeah. an enormous array of ways in yes. which people are constantly working. 
it kind of sounds like what it takes to get the military to move yeah. all the families <laughs> right. and all the equipment and the kitchens right. and the everything. There's just so much that needs to be done that's all yeah. behind the scenes. It's not just yeah. kittle cuddling, kitten cuddling, but it is that as well. I, I think that... Well, and that's what I was... Yeah, it's this big machine, but, you know, at the center of it are these little fluffy potato body kind yes. of tail, you know, yes. kittens running around. So, yeah. Do you think that by your posting on social that you can inspire other rescues to certainly apply for a grant, but even if they don't have someone like you to do the grant application mm -hmm. or the timing's wrong, that you can encourage them to even get come to come up come up with some way to do a few kits, a few love kits. I, it seems like such a great idea, and handing everything to somebody in in one fell swoop seems a really great yeah. way to bring them into fostering and even if yeah. you can only do it once a month because that's what your group can afford i just think what you're right. doing needs to be an inspiration to others because i think it's really smart and maybe people can't do it on the scale of well we got we got funding for 30 of these kits right maybe they don't right. have your volume maybe three kits yeah. would be what they need yeah I, I, I hope so. I mean, I know that, you know, fosters, I follow a bunch of foster organizations, other rescues around the area and, you know, and across the country and others follow our, our organization. So I hope so. I mean, I, I don't claim to have originated, you know, the idea of handing fosters a kit. No, of course not. What other, what other, how much other rescues provide their foster families either. I, you know, I'm, I'm sort of plugged into life and that's, sort of what I know, but I, I hope that it gives people ideas. I mean, one of the things I like about this community is, you know, we share a lot of ideas. I mean, I've been on San Diego Humane Society webinars about how to do a kitten shower. Oh, that's right? cool. And there were a whole, whole bunch of us on the call, like, okay, yeah, we're all going to do our own kitten showers, you know, <laughs> like a, like a baby shower, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that people use, use, you know, copy the idea. Sure. Well, and San Diego Humane means. is such an amazing group. They've been the, they the beneficiary and par really partner of the Cat Film Festival and the Dog Film Festival every oh, single year cool. that it's come to San Diego. And before COVID, they sold it out. You know, COVID obviously put a, a right. stake in the heart of movie going, which may right. recover to some extent. And those of you who still want to see the Cat or Dog Film Festival, they're they're out there, they're touring, but it's very sporadic because a lot of the theaters mm -hmm. went under just as restaurants mm -hmm. went under and some shops went under. But isn't that wonderful that San Diego Humane, which does a huge amount of work on their own, also it lifts up local other organizations that are very specific, like in your case, to ferals. But you do yeah. ferals with adoption, so it's not just a TNR and managed cat colonies. You're getting those babies, and they're becoming domesticated, if you will, not feral, and then they're yeah. getting homed. Right. And I should say, we, we, we are love your feral felines because we actually started as a barn cat rescue and adoption Oh, that's group. interesting. And then, and then a few years later, added in the, like, this, this group, this organization, I feel like every program that we have built was done to fit a need we saw in the community. And that started with a woman volunteering at a shelter and going, you know, the shelter's great, but they're overwhelmed and overworked and there's a gap they can't fill, especially for yes. feral cats. Yes. Right? Because there's, there's no good option for a feral cat that gets nope. turned into a shelter except being a barn cat. So she created the Barn Cat Rescue and Adoption Program. And since 2011, she's placed 
Oh, more than 3,000 feral, Come on. feral cats. Save Come on. Save them from Yeah, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? 3,000. Um, so and- she's identified cats that could be repl- could be relocated mm-hmm. to a barn full of mice and other small yep. critters. Or chicken coops or warehouses oh, right. or breweries or whatever. Right. Yeah, Where, was, that's right. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Do, and does she do um, them? She can't send them there as singletons. Does she send them in pairs or something? Usually in pairs, yeah. And she and we've got we've got a thriving program of you know working with the property owner to identify you know the safe space for the containment cage. Wow. Um, and then we we will loan them the containment cage if need be and work with them on you know minimum of six weeks containment and feeding and what you need to do and then maybe a staged release and support all the time i mean so it's not just you know here are your cats see you later there's right. we really work with people and help it help make it work help give the cats the best best chance they can have that's a really um, interesting point because a lot of tnr is you trap you take them away you neuter right. them and then you don't release them you return them but Everything I've ever heard is return them to where they came from because they're very place and territory oriented. Whereas in your case, they're being sent somewhere where there's going to be a lot of delicious mouse food, but it's not their home. And we don't want them to do a Disney movie of the great journey back to whatever (laughs) depressing place they were living and under, you know, under a car, right? Yeah, you need to ground them in their new place for, you know, as, as long as you can stand. I mean, they, they, they say, you know, as long as as many months as you can stand to do it, um, but, you know, a minimum of six weeks. And, and then um, especially if you can do it like a stage release, like out of the cage into an enclosed barn. So then oh, they get right. grounded in the barn and then then you can let them out to the world. Um, but so, yeah, we have we have a big program around that. That's where that started. And then. Then the you know the people working in life then said, wait, but there are other other cats we can save. There are feral kittens, or there are you know any really any cat that is deemed un, or kitten unadoptable due to age, health, behavior, or just that the shelter can't meet their needs for care. Um, and so that sort of became you know the kitten program um, and all the fostering and things like that. So the the the. The rescue is really the two parts, the kittens and the barn cats. Um, and then, you know, as we as we kept growing, we saw other gaps to fill. The TNR, like you mentioned, we, we support that. We do that where we can. We're working on building up that program also again. Uh, we offer a low-cost spay and neuter for domestic cats. You know, because I, I can see treat. I can see Tammy why you call it an octopus. It's amazing. Right, right, There's just nothing right. you're well, not doing that needs doing. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. I've we we've yeah. come to the end of our time, but love your feral felines, also called life by you guys, um, in the San Diego area is quite extraordinary. Anybody out there, go check them out at all these wonderful events where they show up. Go and volunteer. Go go get yourself a foster kit. And just give some love. Yeah. Tammy, yes. Tammy Kaler, what a wonderful conversation and what great things you're doing. Keep it up. Thank you so much for the support, Tracy. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. There are a few more special companies that make this show possible. I hope you will try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. This show is supported by Wonderside, a company founded and run by a woman entrepreneur who wanted to find an effective natural way to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests away from her pets and home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. 
Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without dousing your pets and property with ingredients that are harmful to them and the planet. The show is also underwritten by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human-edible, ethically-sourced ingredients and gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. They've founded and run their own company and have been doing that for 14 years and answer only to their own high standards without interference from venture capital investors. I'm also grateful to Earth Animal, also privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative Dog Chew No Hide and the hybrid dog food Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky blue Weimarano Maisie will eat. <laughs> 